Jesus. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, it's, uh, it's another week. This time around, we're recording in the studio for a while. So, yeah, you can see us together. Oh my Yay! Ah, oh, in the same room. Far one. So, the yeah. ones are not a 40 minute drive apart. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's been. I'm on a mini vacation at the moment. Um, just uh, as you can tell, you guys can't, but Liz can tell. I spent my time cleaning. Aren't you proud of me? Yes. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, um, I've just been. I've been busy. I've, I've been. I've been on a mini vacation, but it feels like I've been working two weeks. It was a rough, rough week for the days I did work. We've lost another person, sadly. I love it. I love it. We chill. Don't miss it. Uh, but we we got a new person on top of that. Oh yeah, okay. So you really we lost and we knew. Actually, so I'm is a, it really bad then? Kind of though. Uh, this is this I, like I always tell everyone, uh, me and Juan, kind of to all keep us kind of in the high morale, right? Uh, we've been very fortunate to have some very good eggs, uh, some good people working with us. They've never been the best workers. But they've been good people, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes. You, because it's one of those things where we've all been there. We've all been there in the workforce when you there's that one person you just want to go to work because they're there, right? Mm-hmm. We've all had that. Um, and we've been very lucky that none of us have had that as an employee where we're just like, they're working, you have to get up, get to work, and see them there. Mm-hmm. We've been very fortunate with that. Uh, our latest, our latest um, one who Quit slash got fired. I don't know anymore. Yeah, uh, I don't even know. They just never showed up to work. Ah, never yeah. showed up to work. Um, yelled at one of our other employees. Wow! And, wow! <laughs> and I'm like, you know, there's our first bad egg in uh, a long time. So you know, I'm glad they're gone um, because you know, for for one, as everyone knows, we were graveyard. That's hard enough. And then, um, as your turn, so how are you doing? <laughs> I didn't do my overnight. I, that was horrendous. And I was just saying, you know, I was pulling 120 fentanyl vials for the ORs. That's a lot Ooh. of vials. And that's not including all the other narcs that involved with the shenanigans. Liz, our dealer right here. Mm. Uh, uh, if you were only making that kind of money, right? I wish. Right? Goddamn. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, but no, yeah, it was a busy night. And then the other, my last final night, I think I was at that point where I was just like the straw broke the camel's back and I was just going at it. I was like, I'm done. (laughs) It's done. Don't want to do these anymore. That's how I ended my Valentine's morning, basically. (laughs) 
<laughs> the technician was in the uh, HUD the whole time. Nothing was pulled. I was pulling Minecraft and helping them out, and I still got way behind. And I'm usually out on the floors by 10, 10.30. No, it was about after 11 o'clock. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I was half an hour late. Yeah. And they were like, oh, they were messaging me the next, like, a couple days later. Like, I think it was yesterday, this airing. Uh, they're like, hey, so are you getting your breaks in? Uh, no. Oh, God. No? How is anything going to get done if you, oh, God. No, how, yeah, you're never going to get anything done because you have so much to pull. Because this is like the stuff that's not quite about stocked out, but it's halfway there. Okay, okay. So if it is, it's low and it's like really got to be stocked. But no. yeah. There's so many, so much of that, like, but the, you, like your IVs or <laughs> everything. And it's just, it's very um, tedious work. And it's just long when you have to stand at a machine and put all these machines on you. You gotta scan them, and sometimes you have to scan the barcodes of the area they're going into. And you're like, is this over yet? Is it done? Is it done? So, and you never know which machine could be like the biggest because they use so much and then you get, or the, the area that might use so very little and you're like, you never know. It's a gamble. Damn. You had a week as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, <sighs> Thankfully you don't have to do that for another couple months. There you go. There you go. See? There you go. <laughs> you, didn't. you made it. You made I it. made it. This time. This <laughs> Barely. Time. Oh, God. <laughs> So we survived. Now it is time to jump into some of the news and see how this week. It's been a like we mentioned before. It was a, it's been an interesting week. It is a week of Valentine or has been the week of Valentine. Super Bowl's over. Uh, a lot has happened in that time for us. It feels like it's gone kablooey. But um, I I blinked and I didn't know what time went by. To tell you the truth. Damn. <laughs> All right, so let's see here. We have our first article. Liz, I believe, has already pulled up a lot. I pull it up. Go ahead, Liz. You can start. All right. Cocoa prices spiked to an all-time high right before Valentine's Day. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. We don't have a soundboard, you guys. So yeah, We're going to be our own personal soundboards. <laughs> I am not adding that during post. I'm already editing the video and audio for this, so be happy. <laughs> But if you guys got chocolates, you might have noticed that your partner might have bought a little bit, spent a little bit more. So be happy that they did. Yeah, they spent money on you. I was a cheapo and bought it the next day <laughs> when it was 70% off. Well, that's the smart thing. <laughs> exactly. All right. As Valentine's Day approaches, the price of cocoa has been high, has never been higher. The cost of a key ingredient in chocolate has been grinding upward for over two years. Wow, really over two years? Damn. Well, pandemic. Yeah, that's true. Uh, in the past year, it has more than doubled. This month, it broke an all-time record from 1977, the year before Hershey introduced Reese's Pieces. Really? Oh, wow. Is that long ago? Damn. Okay. Quite honestly, all our, uh, our other chocolates have increased in price, said Jenny Park. He runs a chocolate shop named Chocolate Chocolate in Washington, D.C. for 40 years. You know, we try not to raise the prices on customers, but you know, there are times when you have to. We have no choice. Uh, Park Store is a constellation of handcrafted bonbons and nostalgic heart-shaped boxes, shiny chocolate domes, and sea salt-studded pillows with flavor, 
like green tea and shiso lime, espresso, and cardamom. The sweets arrive from Switzerland, Belgium, Vermont, and Kansas City, Missouri. Everywhere, chocolate makers are feeling the price crunch. Oh, God. Belgian chocolate. Oh, have you ever had a Belgian chocolate? I don't think so. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I, I, I crave the days to go back to Belgium again. <laughs> the chocolate was amazing. Especially the chocolate dip waffles. Mm. Oh, that sounds good. Mm. Yeah. Pre pandemic, our Belgian chocolates were around $60, $65 a pound, and now they're $85 a pound. That's, that's a decent price hype. Yep. And so it has really gone up. And the same with our seasonal. Why is cocoa so expensive? Cocoa's troubles stem from the extreme weather in West Africa, where farmers grow the majority of the world's cocoa beans. Cacao? Is it cacao now? I don't know how to pronounce it either now. I've heard so many different variations. There were massive rains, and then there were massive dry spell coupled with wind, said Co-Bank senior analyst Billy Roberts. It led to some pretty harsh growing conditions for cocoa, including pests and disease. So they've been suffering the highs and lows. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. And, it, and from what it, I just kind of been scrolling through, it seems like we're not going to see a high cost yet, but it's going to probably steadily go up from what I can see. So, so your partner didn't spend that much yet, but it looks like before worn, it's chocolate items are going to go up. That is. Stock up on chocolate now. Yep. Before you. Easter too, because it's right around the corner. Um, well, it's just the start of one, but it'll be here before you know it. That's true. Like, we would, well, for us, it's going to be like, yeah. yeah, I know, I'll be here. Oh. That's kind of rough. It's, it's one of those things where we talk about these, like, things, the, the things that are happening with the food industry, the economy, and for sure, I would say chocolate is one of those few, like, delicacies that we should Try to avoid overindulging. It's not bad to have a piece of chocolate every once in a while. It's great for your heart. And there's so many other the things. Benefits, antioxidants, unsweetened chocolate, of course. <laughs> no and dark least. chocolate. No uh, least. Dark chocolate. <laughs> uh, but it's one of those things where um, definitely it's good to treat yourself every once in a while. I kind of wish we had chocolate right now. <laughs> it's one of those things where you start, we were talking about earlier, before while we were kind of prepping for the show. When you think or view food, you kind of start craving it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, I don't know this chocolate makes me want to put like a piece of chocolate. Oh, chocolate. But, <laughs> but it's true. It kind of sucks where it, the price will make it harder for, or what they're, what most major companies are probably going to do is they're going to probably dilute their chocolates. Oh, yeah. Those, yeah. To keep, I mean, to you keep, think about it, Hershey's have done it for a while. I, I just know it's different. It's not as... The the thing is, Rich. at least for me, since I've I've gone my sugar intake has gone down in the last couple of years, gone up a little bit in the last uh, year and a half. Uh, but one of my goals, as we we talked about during the goal episode, uh, was not going sugar free, um, just because it's not not that I don't can't because I've done it before. It's more like. Like I said, treating yourself not that bad. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to reduce my sugar intake. And it's not bad to... I can have a sweeter once in a while. But for sure, if I'm going to get something... Uh, I'm not going to get myself a turkey bar. That's a, I'm going to get something a little bit more costly and worth the money, I would say. And enjoy a piece instead of an entire bag. 
That's my philosophy. True, true. I get that, yeah. So Unless you're like me, who puts it in the household, and everybody has some of these. That's true. Uh, the thing is, I don't eat chocolate at home. I eat it while I'm working. So, like, you know, just a little burst of energy. True. So, I wish I had done that during my whole thing, but I didn't have time to stop. <laughs> I didn't have time for breaks. <laughs> <gasps> future goals, future goals. Future goals. I'm just going to stuff chocolate in my pockets and walk oh, around. Oh, God, no, Liz. You're going to have melted fingers. Ew. Oh, the scrubs will be covered in chocolate. And then when people see your fingers, they're all like, why is this all brown? Ew. Why are your pockets brown? What are you doing? What are you doing? Ew. No. Gross, Liz. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I'll keep it bagged. <laughs> Alright, let's, let's... If somebody pisses me off, I'd fling it out. Oh, God, they're like... Oh, God, I feel so bad for them because they don't know what's coming to them. It's not bad, but it feels bad. Feels bad. It's warm. <laughs> oh, God, Liz. Actually, this, this leads into perfect, you know, because knowing that... Hopefully that's not one of your traits because uh, because now there's a new trait for dating apps up there. So apparently there's a there's a new app everyone for a new dating app. So you know, it, it Valentine just passed, but you know there's always time to find that special someone out there. But the new one that's being put out there is uh, only it, only lets you apply if you have a good credit score. <laughs> So, do you have a good credit score? Yeah, I actually do. I have, so a I have uh, let's see, do it quick. All right, guys, you guys are going to know our credit score really quick. <laughs> let's do it really quick. <laughs> I can cut a little bit of this, but yeah. Um, because for the most part, yeah, I keep, you know, you, for anyone listening or watching who's in America, because credit is apparently just an American thing mostly. Um, it's one of those things where having good credit just means you're very good on paying things on time, avoiding any delinquencies, um, and things of that nature. I think that's the best way I can explain it, right? Yeah, basically paying off debts and keeping okay. on top of your bills. Just being, just being a responsible adult. Okay? Mm-hmm. As long as you're a responsible adult, you have a good credit score. Yep. So... Uh, my credit score is sitting at an uh, 802. Wow, you're better than me. But of course, I've been paying for trips, so I guess that's my fault. <laughs> so what are you sitting at? Uh, my TransUnion is 752. That's pretty good, though. That's pretty good. So I think, let's find out what the article says. Do I, let's see, would you be able to apply? I hope so. I feel like I think my score would. Uh, let's see here. Love might be blind, but it's not fiscally irresponsible. That is true. Mm-hmm. At least not if a, if a new dating app has its way. Just in time for Valentine's Day, Score, that's the name of the app, a, a new app and website for financially minded hope to attract people with good and uh, good to excellent credit who know the importance of monitoring their finances, known with credit cards less than 675. This so, is allowed to join. Wow. So you you made it. You made it. Yes. <laughs> Over 100, about 100. <laughs> so, a score of five is 850 is considered perfect. Oh, so I'm near the top. Okay. Oh, Ooh. okay, Mr. Perfect, apparently. Hey, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. <laughs> I got, I, I'm good with my finances. Actually, 
I'm good managing my finances. I'm good at paying my bills. I can there tell it is. You that. There you go. I'm good at paying my bills. Let's go with that. Like, wait. I'm thinking, like, how much do I have on my bank account? No. I'm good at... I don't make enough, but I pay my bills. I, I pay my bills. There you go. I have a roof over my head, and I make sure I do. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Scores is in creation of the Neon Money Club. A black-owned uh, fin- uh, is it? Fintech. fintech company that has uh, partnered with the American Express to launch its own credit card, the Cream Card. <laughs> cream Card. Here's my Cream Card. Can I cream you later? <laughs> that is funny. Uh, it's here. Uh, oh which, my God! The people who the pickup lines of that. Oh Lord. <laughs> which lets holders invest in the stock market using points they earn on spending. Oh, interesting. The goal of the dating site, beyond the obvious, is to bring the issue of financial health to the forefront of uh, conversation, and you know, promote Neon Money Club. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, financial wellness is often a backseat. At Neon Money Club, our mission is to inject financial awareness into the fabric of everyday life. Uh, that sounds, that's not bad. To achieve this, we have to take the con- uh, conversation to places where it isn't normally discussed. Scores aims to evaluate the discussion. Elevate, elevate thank you. The discussion around financial health, which is uh, has reminded that remained remain stagnant for decades. The vice the incognito uh, innuendo name score is oh oh that's funny. The score <laughs> is also another uh, way of I didn't think about cha-ching, that. Hey, oh. Yeah, that's funny. It's more akin to date other dating apps that bring together people with common interests. It could say that it's easily, uh, easily named Money Mingle or Investors Only. That's true. They could have named it just about anything. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the bottom line is if you're looking for love and and have a healthy enough credit history, Score will attempt to match you with like-minded singles. People who have higher credit scores are more inclined to enter into committed relationships, and the company says it's citing Federal Reserve studies. If you want to use this to find a match, you'll need to act fast, though. Score, unlike other dating sites, is not intended to be around permanently. Oh, huh, interesting. Oh, that is interesting. It's a pop-up experience. It's fine print and terms after 90 days. So you guys better go down there if your credit score is good, because it's going to be gone soon. Score does not currently charge members to sign up or for its match mesh services. This is significantly different from larger dating sites that like Match.com, which charges... Between twenty-two dollars to thirty-eight dollars a month, or Tinder, which has the five—we talked about the five hundred dollars a month subscription level. This is this is one of those things where we're talking about it's just like money to spend, and like not everybody has that money to spend though. Much with the economy, as so, shitty as it is. So let, let's talk about this then a little bit. So the idea, the idea of score, basically, I get it. It's one of those things where it is the holiday season. Uh, most people, or is the the most um, what is it? What's the word I want to say? Uh, cup, not couple. It's where one of those maybe things where people tend to feel lonely. Definitely, right? Oh yeah. That, I don't know the well, word. holidays in Holiday, general do that, but that just uh, expedites that feeling to the top of the list. Yeah, but I think Valentine is one of those things that then just is more prudent to that idea of coupling. And I think the when things like this pop up, where some people just can't go on dates uh, or find individuals to date for a mix of reasons, definitely. But one of those things is cost. 
like right there, we just mentioned two of those. It's like it costs money to go find someone. Yeah. And definitely it does cost money for dates and stuff like that nature. So there's that next level of stuff no matter what. And sometimes, I don't know how it's been for your experience, but it's never been the first thing you, that is brought up in conversation during a first date is money. Yeah, it's you know, obviously, of, you find out what they do for a living and kind of have an idea of what, how much they're making, but you don't ever, it never brings it to the front of the conversation. Yeah, it's so, not the forefront discussion. Yeah. And and having that already done for you through scores, like, oh, they, they are a, a responsible person with their finances, that's not bad to know. No, not. I, I I can see what they're doing, minus the, the little backhand thing they put there. And <laughs> the windows, and I love it. That's that, amazing. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're marketing, too. But, yes. Um, but I think I think that's fine. Definitely, it is a little bit taboo. No, I'm not going to lie there. But it's definitely one of those things that we, people need to really see if they, because no one, you don't really have to be uh, coupled up these days. There's a lot of people that are can be alone. There's a lot of people that um, are are like the no children life. There's a lot of people that are there are a lot of different aspects to it. And definitely, there's a new one where they're just taking something something that's not in the market already and just making a market for it. So yeah, they, so, they definitely cash on that. Literally, actually, they're, yeah. So because they're not officially cashing on it. Yeah, but I mean, they are. But they are bringing it. They are cashing on the idea that they yeah. brought that to the forefront of conversation. So, and then whoever, the, the, whatever they're partnering with, they, they partner with American Express, mm-hmm. I think that's what I read, and have the, the cream card. So <laughs> I'm it's just, laugh at that. <laughs> it's, a, it's probably a credit card that you can get through going through SCORE, that because you have excellent credit, you can get the cream card, and it's probably... Whoever is getting that cream card is going to be the only time like you'll ever get it, unless they do another pop up experience. It's true. Which I, 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 that's not bad. We, we might do a little research after we're done recording just to see what what the whole thing is, just to, to give us a little idea. Uh, we might add a little bit like an interlude in here if there's anything more interesting that we find. But for the most part, I think I think the idea is fine. Um, at first, we're just going to make fun of it. But I think I think it's a well thought out plan. Yeah. No matter what, because dating apps are still dating apps no matter the day. It just adds another level of like, oh, this just gives you more information on the individual. Like they are financially understanding. Yes. And I think that's fine. That's fine too. I get it. So any other thoughts or final No, I think it's awesome that they I think it is a great I think a a really eye-opening experience for somebody who's single, like, hey, like, this should be a top of discussion. I absolutely freaking agree. I mean, you, if you're going to be dating somebody and you want to eventually be in a long-term relationship, you want to know where they're at financially. Are they going to be stable enough in your lifetime? I mean, <laughs> you know I've been down that road. Mm. Yeah, so, but I think that's a great conversation. All right. Let's continue kind of with uh, kind of staying on what happened on the weekend in this past week. Um, so, as everyone knows, Taylor Swift's boyfriend's team won. And everyone hates that. That's being said that way. So the Chiefs won. I did, did you watch the game at all? Or? I was woken up about 
maybe the first or second quarter in, because I I, I permanently scolded my, my my brother that don't wake me up or I kick your ass, and it was my mother who woke me up. I heard oh, I'm like, are you really? <laughs> I'm sleeping, mother. I was just at work this morning. Uh, wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, yeah, I, I I personally did not watch the entire game. I watched the first, actually, I watched the first five minutes, then they announced a Deadpool trailer, and I immediately went to go re- do my reaction to it, if you already saw it on YouTube or on TikTok, thank you. Um, and then I, then I came, after uploading, I probably spent like 10, 15 minutes getting all that ready, then I went back to watch the game. <laughs> so uh, you saw that time. Uh, actually, I did not watch oh, that. I only watched, I think I only watched the first quarter and then the half half of the second quarter. And it was time for me to go to bed since I worked that night. Yeah, that's true. It's one of those things where the only reason I was watching it was for two reasons. One, I was hoping someone was, probably someone did it. I, I didn't really look hard for it. Someone's going to have a, a, a Taylor Swift ticker watch, see how many times they were, she's going to pop up on the on the screen. Because they were, they were put, pushing her a lot. And I don't blame them because one thing that's not in this article that we're about to read is that this was the highest viewed uh, Super Bowl in the last couple of years. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't. I really didn't. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it makes sense because a lot of, they had a brand new audience that were watching it. All the oh, Swifties. Oh, yeah. All the Swifties. Hey, we love the Swifties here. We love the Swifties. Sure. <laughs> well, after her. Um... But definitely, there was a lot of people that were happy, were watching her. They they saw her drink a beer. I'm like, oh my god, it was crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but for me, when it comes to the Super Bowl, I I haven't really watched a game. I'm like, I'm I'm good. I'm good at watching competitive sports finales. I'm not an active watcher of a team or anything. I don't have a favorite team or anything of that nature. But when it's time for like the finales, I enjoy watching competition to the best. Because I used to play basketball back in high school. Um, you? Basketball? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, before I moved out here in Oregon, I, I played basketball and I played, I played bowling. Those are my two sports. Uh, before, better not, better not. Um, so I, I know competition and I enjoy watching competition, but I, I don't think I'm team centric, at least when I moved out here. I, I used to be a big, um, uh, a big, uh, Bears and Packers fan back when I lived Bears in Chicago. Bears and Packers? You know they're... Oh, yeah, definitely. Enemies of the Midwest to each other, I yeah. mean. <laughs> but here's the thing, if one was making it to the top, you, I had to. I had to. So... Uh, yeah, because I had family who rooted for both. Oh, okay. And I was, we, we were kind of divided with the Midwest family. It's, they, yeah. The Bears and the Packers. It was one of the things. The and it was one of the things, once I moved out here, it was like, I kind of lost my interest in that sports mentality. But, that's to say the least. But anyways, going back to the story we're reading. The Chiefs won. It's a time to celebrate. But sadly, the celebration that happened led to some disaster... So, in Kansas City, eight children were amongst 22 people hit by gunfire in a shooting at the end of Wednesday parade to celebrate the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl win, authorities said, sending terrified fans running for cover as yet another high-profile public event was marred by gun violence. 
One of those victims, a mother of two, identified by her radio station as DJ, uh, was killed. Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves uh, said three people had been detained as part of the investigation. She said that she has heard that fans may have been involved in tackling a suspect, but that couldn't immediately confirm that. Uh, yeah, I, I did the, hear that. I, I did watched. Hear the, that I actually watched the video of him. T- one fan ma- jumping on him, and then two other people holding him down. Good. So it's it's one of those things we can keep reading, but it's one of those things where it's like everyone's there for the same reason to celebrate the Chiefs' Super Bowl win. Everyone's there for the same mentality, and they from what they've already investigated, it was not for there's no like uh, political stuff, terrorism stuff. It was just people scuffling, just individuals like amongst each other. Couldn't have figured out somewhere else and not there. Just seriously, like this is bullshit, y'all. And then just bystanders got hurt along the way. It's one of those things. Twenty-two of them, right? Twenty-two, twenty-two injured, one dead. That's sad. There's a there's a lot of social media posts of people interviewed, people who were there. Because yeah, that's one of the things where it's like it's a time to celebrate. Your team has won. Everyone's there for the same thing. Everyone should be happy, but it's all soured because of some bad actors, and that's what's sad. Luckily, they were the, the, it didn't escalate too much because it could have. It could have. Yes, uh, a lot of people stepped up and, and took down the the bad guy. Uh, I don't. And on top of that, I'm glad it's one of the things also where it sucks. It was something. I don't want to say miscellaneous, but it wasn't nothing super malicious. Yeah, but still, nonetheless, nobody yeah, no. should have been har- harmed. True, but should have like taken it, it away from the crowd. Like they were involved, they were not a part of that conversation. They were not part of whatever scuffle that was going on between those two people or three people, whatever it was. But twenty-two other people who were innocent, innocent bystanders, and the one twenty-three definitely. If you think about the totality, but still, that's wow. So. Yeah, that's what we'll, we'll see. What, how what happens with that? It, it looks like we're probably it's nothing's gonna change. Sadly, no, that it's just one of the things because apparently, from what it looks like, apparently this also happened back when the uh, in downtown Denver when the Nuggets won the NBA championships. I thought something happened like that back when. Remember, the Lakers won like what three or four of them in a row. There was always some sort of shooting. I lived in I lived in SoCal. There was always something going on, some riot, one thing or the other. People get wild up, definitely. But it's when it's when things just get out of hand. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. Like I'm not gonna say proper damage is allowed, but if proper damage is the only damage, I think think that's fine. Then people getting hurt. Well, except for small businesses. Well, mm, that might be a topic for our one of our. Bonuses. Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it sucks. It sucks mostly when going back to Congress, we talking about everyone was excited. There's new fans. There's new people. People are together for one reason and it just ruined. So, kind of let us know what your guys' thoughts in kind of situations like this when something like, it, it, like this can be like kind of just dumbed down for some people it's like because this is a large thing it can be one of those things where it's just like a a get together uh, a little small party or a kickback 
and then there's just like there's just people just hanging out but then there's like that one person that just ruined it for the whole thing that's the best way i can explain it for other yeah. people because that's what it is it's just like we're just hanging out everything just chilling a bunch of chit-chatting just listening to the music and then just someone something happens and it just ruins the mood and it definitely makes it bad taste in your mouth like do you ever go into crowds again Definitely some people, like it's not here. I've seen some clips of people talking about their appearance. It's rough. Uh, some people are, some people, they're like, the ones injured, the 22 injured are the ones that are like more injured than all. There's some people that got hurt, got some bruising that aren't accounted for, really. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't going to count a couple scrapes or bruises as injured. Yeah. Uh, but it's still, there probably, probably a lot of people got bruised up and, and oh, yeah, probably, especially pushing the shovel and trying to get out of the way from the vampire, yeah. So yeah, mostly when if you if you would did you see any of the pictures? It's just like no. thousands of people out there. Well, you would see that thousands of people just like oh my god the chiefs and the chiefs are there like they're here celebrating parade. But it sucks. It sucks. Mm-hmm. So for any of the for the family that lost the the mother, the yeah you know, thoughts and prayers because that's really all we can offer. Mm-hmm. And for the ones who have injured, we hope you a speedy recovery. Exactly, and I hope a lot of mental care too. Yeah, because you you're gonna need it. Um, talking about that kind of some of the things. Let's talk about the the migrant workers. Oh yes. Go ahead. I'll let you read that. Uh, yes, let me find that article. Uh, how children migrants are put to work in unsafe and illegal conditions. Migrant children in the U.S. are working some of the most dangerous jobs in the country, and private auditors assigned to root out unlawful labor practices often overlook child labor. The most common job for a migrant child uh, also is one of the most hazardous, roofing and construction, despite laws prohibiting anyone under the 18 from doing so. Or Baron Lopez discuss more with Hannah Dreer. Okay. Um, do you want to go into the whole transcript? Um, let's, let's find just kind of what we need. Most jobs for migrant children coming to the U.S. is also one of the most hazardous, roofing and construction. Despite federal law prohibiting anyone under the 18 doing from doing so. Let's see. Try to find any of the information we need. How did the companies respond to your investigations of these children were missed repeatedly? Oh, wow, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Mm. There were children working usually the night shift with fake IDs doing jobs that are totally off limits for minors. Industrial jobs working assembly lines, working with caustic chemicals at large slaughterhouses. And despite the fact they were private auditors sent explicitly to try to find out if these plants were using labor, these kids were missed every single time. Oh, here, here's a section. Uh, see here. It says here, many of the migrant children are working in roofing, and you spoke to more than 100 children roofers. They actually spoke with 100 children roofers. Damn. What kind of tasks are they assigned, and can you give us a picture of the type of serious injuries that they might have when they were working in these jobs. Did you find out for it? I did not. Okay, it says, I went up to the sites when on some of these children's, and then the conditions are terrifying. 
they are at sometimes 30, 40 feet. They're working without harnesses or training, and at sometimes they're falling. Roofing is one of the one of the three most dangerous jobs in the country. It is something a child should never be doing. These kids are working 12-hour days, and in a, a lot of cases, they are getting hurt. I spoke with a family of a 15-year-old who died in Alabama after he fell 40 feet. He was replacing the roof of a warehouse, and a 16-year-old just uh, who old who this summer was killed in Florida when he fell from the roof of a house. Even with children, are, children aren't dying. I, I mean, they're getting terribly injured, and that goes for all the, this work. They're getting their legs ripped off and and slaughterhouses. Their arms getting ripped open. I think we talked about that. Hmm. Uh, and sometimes they're working overnights, every night, going to school, and then they're sleeping deprived. It's terrible for their health. So we kind of get the gist of it. Yeah. It is pretty gnarly. That is, it's crazy. Like, I, you would think that we would have laws. We stopped the we laws. Have law. We have laws. We have laws, but they're not being forced because, apparently, because of migrant workers. No, that's also because some of them, I went a little bit deeper. Apparently, sometimes they get reported and they just like, eh, they get overlooked. It's absolutely nuts. And it makes sense from some also from the migrant because they're trying to just earn money to support their families and the Back like. Back home, wherever they are from. So it's one of those things where it's one of those things where it's definitely on the company's point to make sure who they're hiring is who they're who they're hiring is who they really are. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times we're like what was noted I, I kind of scroll through it, I saw a little paragraph where a lot of companies are they just don't have the workforce so they just hire people because they need people mm-hmm. and it's rough, I'm not going to lie, the workforce we, we've talked about it, we're losing people back and forth so just being able to hire just about anyone I can see why why they're desperate for that. I mean, I thought it was just recently, in the last couple of years McDonald's was hiring 14 year olds yeah. I mean, it's not much different. Like, I remember seeing signs for, like, oh, now now accepting 15, 16-year-olds. Yeah, or, no. 14-year-olds. Uh, 14 and 15-year-olds. I was like, wow, that's, like, they're really desperate to have people in their job force. I mean, I guess it, it is what it is. I mean, if you want your company to thrive, you hire who will work, be willing to work. And that's the thing. It's like they're hiring people that are, like, I want to work, and... And then it's just then it's on the workers who aren't properly trained because you're you're putting them in a situation. And uh, I don't know if you ever been roofing. No, but I've been on the roof. Yeah. Without any harnesses, putting on Christmas lights. Oh, I've been on the so yeah, I've been on the roof actually roofing with my father since we did our own roofing a couple of years ago with our harnesses. Um, Without, <laughs> yeah, and this this is not this house because my house is one story. Because if you fell, definitely you will get hurt, but you won't you won't perish if you fell in the right place. But anyway, you'll die. You can still. You die. remember our old house? Yeah, that's where I was putting those lights up on. Yeah, but my <laughs> old house, we had a three story house, and we were doing the roofing there. Oof, oof, and the, it it was slanted, so I would have to bring up those shingles. Up to my den and be up there with them hammering. Oi. You crazy. So. You crazy. And definitely it's the other things like the, not only that, the, the heat, the time of year. There's so much. 
So yeah, uh, yes. it, it sucks. It sucks that this is kind of where we're, we're at. This is where the people are at at the moment as far as the workforce and things like that nature. So we can't we can't really do anything, but we just can report it uh, because it's it's sad because that's it's it's children losing opportunities like passing, getting injured because then. Then what are they going to have like a real life, basically, in essence, of even a childhood in general? Like, they shouldn't even focus on that. Like, we should be focusing on being kids. Exactly. Ooh, talking about kids. You want to go to that one? Go ahead. All right. Go ahead and go for it. We just because we just watched a video, kind of explaining a little bit of it. Uh, but let's read a little bit of the article and then kind of give our two cents because yeah, definitely is an interesting talk that we've had I think we've we kind of touched base on this but there's like this is another layer to that yeah alright beware of Sephora kids TikTok skin care trends as dermatologist extensive skin care routines and makeup hauls usually reserved for teens and adults are seeing a new trend as children under 10 are spending a lot of their parents cash on these products the trend Sephora, a 10-year-old, has taken over social media as parents, shoppers, and Sephora employees share stories of preteens mobbing the store for costly skincare and makeup products such as Drunk Elephant, Rare Beauty by Selena Gomez, and Glow Recipe. According to accounts of the events, mostly posted to TikTok, the small, the mall-going preteens are in search of small, the same trendy and celebrity-endorsed products while being disrespectful in stores. As they make a mess and destroy Chester products. Ooh, that's yeah. That's gnarly. I I so, I've, I've been in Sephora and I hate. I I I, I detest the store in general. I, I avoid it like in all, all costs. But so what? Yeah. What is your what? Are, what are your personal thoughts on skincare? What are your thoughts? I'm really very basic. Like wash my face with since a nice skin wash and that's it. And very simple, nothing crazy. That's it, pretty much. I, I rarely ever wear makeup as it is, so. Mm, okay. So yep. for me, uh, simple moisturizer. And every once in a blue moon, uh, when my sisters do their face mask, they usually slap one on me. Yeah, there you go. I do occasionally, but like, again, that's a rare moon. Thing. Yeah, because they just do it as like, we have an extra one. Do you want to do it like... Do I have to? And then just laugh. <laughs> and I'm not yes. against. I'm not against it. Um, but definitely, it's skincare for the most part. When there are products for people, and definitely, like we've talked before multiple times, uh, social media has made it a habit for people, mostly in our generation, that physical appearance has been hyped up a lot. And definitely, you can't change how crappy you are, though, or your credit score. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it, it is one of those things where we're at that time where uh, anti-aging cream, um, what, what there's like so many other random weird products out there, like things to get rid of the... Bags in your eyes. Definitely, if you could see mine, I, I definitely, <laughs> they're not going away anytime soon. They would take got like plaster and shit on my face to get rid of those. Um, it's called sleep. <laughs> that's never going to happen. Um, unless this show becomes very hyped up. Let me, hey, get me sleep, guys. Get me sleep. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of the things now it's being pushed to 
kids. Like, kids is crazy. Like, like, you have a kid. If your kid was in that, what were your thoughts being? Hell no. I don't spend it on myself. I would go spend it on something like that for a child. I mean, I, yeah. I get it. If they want basic cleaning, yeah, I'll give them the basic stuff. Something that's going to be a reasonable that I can afford on a month-to-month basis. Not something extraordinary that's going to cost me an arm and a leg. Yeah, some of this stuff is, let me just, let's just do a quick, um, we, we, they, we, the, the thing we searched, um, soft, this was not cheap. Let's see here. So let's look up one company. Just uh, They mentioned Drunk Elephant, right? Yeah. How much is some Drunk Elephant products in here? They're so, like hundreds of dollars. At 50 to 70, some of them, I know that for a fact. They were talking about that on this. $38? $100? $62 for, whip, uh, for Lala's Retro Whipped Cream? Jesus. You're spending... Oh, God, that is so expensive. Lip balm is $20. Yeah, no, I'll go get a lip smacker. So, okay. yeah, it is it is expensive. Definitely definitely the higher-end stuff people out there for things are crazy high. I'm not going to deny it. Sometimes paying for quality matters sometimes, but not for name. No, yeah, no. But, quality over quantity, I guess, in essence, you would think. Yeah, but then kind of going back to the topic of for children, that's a little much. That's yeah, extreme. Like I don't, I should be doing more for myself, but I don't. Again, I work too much to care. <laughs> but if, okay, I get it that we should have like a good routine. I get it, but not to the point of breaking the bank. Or even for, like, we, we saw in the, just kind of in the glimpse, like, there's some product out there that shouldn't be meant for kids at all. Yeah. The what the retinol, the exfoliating acids, peptides, and vitamin C serums, like... there's Yeah, definitely there's stuff, like, there are things that are, like, our skin's very sensitive overall, depending on the individual. Everyone has their own different skin um, sensitivity. So, and it's still developing as kids. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, they shouldn't be, like, slathering so much chemicals. Basically, you're slathering chemicals on your face. Yeah. So. I did that. What are we going to... I feel like we're going to have... This population of kids are going to have more problems down the road than for us, our generation. We weren't taught like that in a 10-year-old. We were 10-year-olds who were running out in the sunshine... Until the lamps lights came on during the day, you know, <laughs> until oh, yeah. nighttime, and we weren't focusing on. We, I, I was certainly not wearing sunscreen, obviously going out, oh, but um, like, well, only uh, when we went to the beach. That was about the time. We were we, my mother would slather moisturizer. She would do the hands, face, like I ah, don't want it. <laughs> but it, it definitely. Definitely. But that's different. Moisturizer. I mean, like, it's like lotion, you know? Like, But yeah, most moisturizers these days actually have some, some uh, sunscreen attitude already. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, it's... The the basics should be fine for most people. Mostly kids. But kids, just simple. Yeah. Should be fine. 
Um, you shouldn't be. People should not be worried about that level. And it's just going back to the hard talks about how social media is, how people are being perceived, how people are like seeing their favorite content creators, like oh, they're doing these. And then definitely TikTok has some weird stuff on there where you're seeing people live their daily lives, like they're, they're here's my day, here's my routines. I've I've seen them. I've seen a couple of them. They never intriguing because it's like it's not something that's I have no time I literally literally have 15 minutes to myself to get dressed and get out the door <laughs> yeah you don't have to like I put my eyelashes here and there and then they do like here's the next step and like I've seen those but I, I, like, I, I'm, also... I'm like I value my sleep more than I value <laughs> <laughs> I'm up at 6 40 in the morning and I'm putting lunches together and <laughs> having breakfast and getting my stuff shit ready for the day like that's about it <laughs> an hour of my day is spent trying to get that done before you walk out the door so okay. do you want to read the advice for parents part portion sure close it off I know it's tough for, because it's the voice of the dermatologist and other parents against the whole beauty industry and unrealistic beauty standards that are out there. There have always been unrealistic beauty standards. I don't care whose generation, it's always been there. I would tell parents to use the discussion to talk to their children about how their skin is younger and more sensitive. Focus on healthy habits and sunscreen. Uh, there is a balance between giving in a little bit and allowing your kids to feel trendy while still keeping them on a healthy track by introducing the products that uh, are right for their age and skin type. Hope we can lead uh, children to better, make better decisions that would benefit them, said Jeff B. Uh, parents could certainly use it as an opportunity to talk about unrealistic beauty standards and who they listen to on social media. So I do think there are some positives that can come out of this conversation. I think that's a that's a good way to end that that topic overall. Mm -hmm. It's one of the things for having those discussions definitely is more important at the end of the day because you can ignore it and they're just gonna be spending more of your money and go like and then like they're just gonna turn out worse than if they never would have talked. Yeah, I think that's the best way to end this overall. Um, I don't know how long we've been recording because we don't have the timer, but I think that's, I think that's fine. Yeah, it was good. That was a good episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know it's a little bit, a, a different one this week. Hope you guys enjoyed different it. Different setting. <laughs> different setting. Um, mostly because, like you said, we're working on those final, now if you made it this far, now you'll know. We are working on those bonus episodes. Woo! So, you made it, you, you know, finally. So, that's why we did this episode because we have be this we're gonna be starting doing the bonus episodes after we're done recording this um but yeah we're, we're finally getting things done you see we promised we're delivering um but definitely yeah it it's a wild one but any final thoughts for this one nope talk to your children make things you know understandable to their knowledge and and it's okay to say no we can be the uh, what did we talk about? Not gentle parenting. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's okay. You can't tell me kid now. So, there you go. So, everyone, thanks again for listening or watching. Until next time. Bye. Bye.